Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Andy Munoz from the RSL Show, and today I am joined by the legendary, the dude who started it all, Jake Simons. What's up, Jake? Hi, Andy. Long time, <laughs> long time no talk. Yeah, long time no talk. Um, we we did a whole episode, uh, you, Josh, and I, and my equipment failed and we lost it. We're going to have you back on to uh, kind of explain like why you left the podcast. Uh, so we'll do that another day. Uh, but to be clear, we're still friends, right? We're all friends? Uh, it depends on the day. <laughs> yes, of course, we're still friends. Exactly, man. And um, do you still follow Real Salt Lake? Do you do you still like soccer? <laughs> you, I swear, you ask me this every time we talk. Uh, I do still love Real Salt Lake a whole lot. In fact, something happened the other day, and you were like, "I knew it. I knew you still loved RSL." <laughs> um, I have definitely taken a step back, and it's been really nice. Um. On the back of today's announcement, I definitely have an itch again, but uh, it's not an itch I'm going to scratch a whole lot if you get my my gist. Yeah, no, exactly. But, you know, this this uh, this news was, you know, it's, it's been something that a lot of Real Salt Lake fans have kind of been uh, hopeful for, optimistic uh, on, and, you know, ever since, like, the whole uh Deloitte Hansen stuff went down and uh, obviously like you were a part of that we all were everybody was everybody had a story um after he left and and couldn't find anyone to purchase the club that's when Major League Soccer stepped in and basically kind of took that role and assumed that role and I I just wanted to ask you because we were talking about this over text do you think that Deloitte uh got a good deal out of uh Major League Soccer taking over Oh no, absolutely not. Uh but like that's that was part of the problem. The the reason Deloitte wasn't able to sell it on his own and MLS had to step in was because he was asking for an exorbitant amount of money. Uh and also due to the way that he tends to run his businesses, it was a very convoluted business to sort of peel apart you know like uh, every layer of the onion there were other fruits or vegetables hidden in the onion and you kind of had to figure out what all of it meant and whose profit and loss statement or budget was connected to rsl and how that would affect the business operations and the bottom line of the team it was just a mess so i i think 
Uh, I mean, I've heard some things. I, I think Deloitte definitely got a lot less than he had originally wanted and p- potentially like quite a bit less. And I think that Major League Soccer is going to um, leverage some of that savings into the new ownership group investing in both the infrastructure and the team at Real Salt Lake. Awesome. Now, you are, you're a unique type of fan, and I think that there are a lot of fans who are like you. Um, I came in right after Real Salt Lake won the championship. I'm a fair-weathered guy. They do great. I'm all in it, right? You have been with Real Salt Lake since the very beginning when they were playing in Rice Eccles. With With what you've experienced as a fan, right, from day one, and the ownership group at that point, and then obviously Deloitte Hansen taking over. Are you optimistic for the future of Real Salt Lake under David Blitzer and Ryan Smith? Like, what are what are you feeling right now? I mean, if I'm being hyperbolic, which I tend to be, I think we have the best ownership group in the league. Period. Um, and I. I don't know what that means yet, though. I think that's the question mark. Um, on paper, you have two very wealthy, like put Deloy Hansen to shame wealthy individuals who are invested in not just the sport, but the culture and almost more on the culture side um, growing, right? That's their investment. Their investment is grow the community. The team will do well. Um that means the world to me. And I think if you look at Dave Checkets, in a perfect world, Dave Checkets is a multi-billionaire and has owned the team since inception. He couldn't do it financially. It was tough times. Had to bring on Deloy. And Deloy is a, a cutthroat, old-school businessman who was not looking to put the community first and was not looking to put growing the community first and what genuinely I don't even believe was looking to win an MLS cup. Um, he leveraged the team to build up his other assets and his own stature. And that's a loss. So to have owners who are sports owners. Ryan Smith is relatively young in that, but he owns an NBA franchise that counts, uh, who have lots of money, who have lots of experience, and Blitzer has a global network of soccer teams. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, But that's paper. So what does it mean for Real Salt Lake? I think that's kind of a TBD. I am more optimistic than I think I have been in the last 10 years for Real Salt Lake. And I'm trying to couch that in saying the proof is in the pudding. And we used to say this all the time. I want to see what the first 10 games the ne- next year look like. And then we can kind of talk. Hearing what I'm hearing, I think that we're all going to be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, it's uh, it's new light. It's It's a new spark of you know, um, new versus old where, like you mentioned, Ryan Smith, uh, undoubtedly probably like one of the cooler, 
uh, you know, NBA owners out there to come out ever period. Uh, just a young entrepreneur um, in tech has a, has a cool company, obviously doing great things with the Utah jazz. I mean, I, I know you've been to a few Utah jazz games, but the overall vibe and the energy and just like the, the team, even like the culture just seems different uh, when oh, you totally. go, you know, when you go to the, to the, to the stadium, Vivint arena. And, that was kind of like you know when when he when he first came in, he he changed up the appearance of the arena and he changed up the you know the color scheme and and the the the, the logo a little bit. Um, do you? I mean, do, what, what, is there any concern from your part? I know that this is you know we're kind of skimming at the very top here, and we'll kind of dig into like the the you know the, the deeper stuff here, but. Are you kind of concerned that the Real Salt Lake that maybe you loved and grew up with could drastically change? I mean, even from like an appearance perspective? No, nah, change at all. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I know I know people are going to be like, no, don't. I don't care. I want to win. I don't care what colors we wear. I don't care what the team is called. I want to win championships. Like, um. It is kind of cool to think that maybe we won't have to debate whether or not the team should wear blue shorts because some wonkadoo, wackadoo owner doesn't think that the first team should wear blue shorts. Like, I hope that is a thing of the past. Um, but, I mean, I am trying at this stage of my life to focus on positive things and the potential the, the the good that could happen and i know that everybody has a tendency to think about like well what if it all goes wrong well what if it all goes right like what what is the what is the most positive thing that could potentially happen out of this even if they change the name even you know whatever colors uh logo i don't know what if all of that is good what if all of that means that the team has something new to rally around and, and the identity evolves to the next phase and you've got captains who've come from the academy who are attached to that new thing? That's a positive. In my mind, I mean, you have to, you have to take this with a grain of salt, but any owner who invests at a really high level in, in the community and the team is a positive to me. And I'm not going to be I'm not going to be picky about like colors. Um, I think a lot of people look at it in the context of you know global football, and if Manchester United all of a sudden changed their badge again and went away from red, people would lose their minds. Well, the club's been around for a hundred and something years, and I get that. I've been around for twenty. Like we're fine. You know, um, I, I, I think the, the more important thing to me is winning on the field, a really good community and winning on the field. Yeah. And, uh, just a few more questions for you too. uh, going into, you know, going into a new ownership, uh, you know, a lot of people were kind of talking about, I, 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 I guess the, the same sentiment was, well, you know, here comes an owner who's got their hands dipped in the 76ers, the New Jersey Devils, um, Crystal Palace, a plethora of 
clubs, right? And a lot of people are kind of feeling like, well, maybe Real Salt Lake is going to be left on the wayside. I think that Ryan Smith eliminates that because he has a physical presence and he's going to be here in Utah to basically overlook Real Salt Lake. But also, uh, let's be honest, I mean, his you would think his, his, his core is focusing on the Utah Jazz and continuing that legacy that the Millers left behind. Are you concerned at all that Real Salt Lake may just be left on the wayside and, and maybe we become like this, I don't know, just, is that any a concern of yours? No, I, I mean, these two are very savvy businessmen and operators. I think if you look at how a really good business is run, um, I would almost, I would prefer that Ryan Smith and David Blitzer stay out of the day-to-day operations. I definitely want them to care, but I want them to hire uh, qualified folks and let those qualified folks do their job, period. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot of it is about capital allocation and being able to say, as the owners, here's what we want. We want A, B, and C. And because we've identified A, B, and C as the goals for this year, we're going to allocate $100 million to Real Salt Lake over the next five years, right? I don't know what that number looks like. but And then they say, go and do and report back. Uh, if you look at Ryan in particular, his experience in, in tech, uh, I think will lend to that type of trust and accountability. But one of the main issues that he had with Deloitte is that he would <laughs> come in off the top rope in meetings where he had no context and destroy work that people had done over a year or two and make everybody pivot because he was having a bad day. I don't want that, right? Uh, you would have players going into Deloitte's office and crying about not getting the contract that they thought they were going to get from Garth or from uh, Craig and Deloitte giving them a contract that really hung RSL out to dry uh, in the salary cap. I don't want that. Like I, I want owners who, who are checked in enough to give us the money that we need and then they let everybody do their jobs. That would be ideal. Now, one thing that I that I heard on the the Zoom press call that Real Salt Lake did, uh, they were asked specifically, "Hey, are you guys, you know, are you guys gonna actually spend money on good quality talent, or are you gonna take the route of previous ownership?" And the answer was, "Hey, we're the fifth and the sixth largest spenders in NBA when it comes to rosters. I think we're good." Yeah, and I mean. Yeah, I mean, just as some context there, they're already looking at DPs. Like, if we don't sign a, a DP in this offseason, I'll be shocked. Yeah, shocked. Like, it's it, they're gonna spend. But Blitzer even said in the in the podcast that you recorded that went out today, like they don't know yet. But it's not an either or proposition. It's not. It's not play Moneyball or max out the cap. It's spend wisely. And I think we've talked about this a lot on the podcast. I, I don't need three 
DPs of the caliber of like, or I should, I should even say like, yeah, I mean, I don't need to be Seattle um, in, in the sense that I don't want to max out DP spending if we don't have to. I think that our talent acquisition team, our scouting team is incredible. I think it's probably the best in, in the league, but they've been hamstrung by not having a million dollars to play with. Right. So given if those shackles come off, right, if, if you remove those impediments and you let Tony, Kurt, uh, Elliot and Rob plus Luke and other scouts go and do their jobs and they have the budget to do it. I think we're the best team in MLS. I really do. Um, but you know, that's me being biased for sure. Look at Demir though. Like, I, I mean, I, I think next year we're going to start to see what, well, if you, even if you look at 2021, what the group was able to do with the very minimal budget that they had is incredible. Give this team a proper budget, game on. In years past, uh, this is just something that always came up uh, in our discussions on previous podcasts. I'm, I'm a high-caliber player, let's pretend, okay. and you're trying to scout me. Oh, I scouted you your whole life. <laughs> well, you know, what What does Utah have to offer, right? That's kind of been the question in the past, and I don't think the answer was really the ownership. I don't think people looked at this place like, oh, hey, Deloitte Hansen, I'm in. Yeah. Do, do you think that this ownership group is going to appeal and really give other clubs in the MLS a run for their money, quote-unquote, uh, yeah, when it comes absolutely. to scouting new talent? Yeah. Um I, I, Ryan Smith actually said this, like Salt Lake City's not a secret anymore. It's not. Um, it, beyond everything outdoors that we all love about this city and state, you're starting to see growth here that's comparable to the larger cities in the West or the Intermountain West. Um, it's not, you know, a club hub, but then you just be like Albert and go to Vegas five times a, a quarter. Um <laughs> Or, or Al, Alfredo Ortuño, where you you go on any given day to just get your coffee in Vegas for fun. Um, like, I, I just don't think it's that big of a deal anymore. The, the kicker for me is if you look at Blitzer's soccer portfolio, um, if you are a young player, let's call it a young South American player, uh, 20 to 23, you're an attacking player, and you see an offer on the table from a group, not just a team, a group that includes EPL teams, Bundesliga teams, uh, potentially some champions, Champions League team in the future. I've, I've heard that Blitzer's group is looking to purchase a team that plays in the Champions League consider, consistently. Uh, if you're part of that, you're in that scouting network, that's a game changer. So if I'm an agent and I've got an offer from, uh, let's call it Colorado, right? From the Rapids and from RSL. The upside to RSL in my mind is higher, even if Colorado's ownership owns Arsenal. Because the back and forth there has been zero. I think we see back and forth with uh, RSL and the Blitzer group. Um 
you know, and it opens up a, a wide, to me, the biggest upside here is the Academy from, from like the, the group perspective. I do think there could be some like loaning of players back and forth, you know, you know, players we sign that maybe aren't getting minutes that we want to go get minutes somewhere. We could go send them off to Europe somewhere. Maybe, I don't know. Um, but the bigger thing would be, let's say, uh, look at look at like Richie Ledesma or Sebastian Soto. Um, maybe players like that stay in the RSL organization if we can say, look, we can't put you on the first team just yet, but we want to sign you and loan you to a, a Bundesliga team or to uh you know an austrian bundesliga team or like we've done in the past like that this network opens up so much more of that and i think that network only grows i don't think blitzer's gonna stop i think he's gonna buy five more teams it's just it's too lucrative a market right now to not and especially if the way he's allocating all of his capital it's just it's a smart play to get into more more assets for lack of a better term that are going to see growth over the next five to ten years he's a sports guy so he's going to buy more teams awesome man well i just wanted to get your take because i think uh from a standpoint just listeners from the podcast a they miss you and b uh, a lot of them are like you they they've been here since the very beginning and i think today or yesterday whatever day you want to call it is is going to be a super monumental day for real salt lake and I'm excited. I'm optimistic, just like everybody else. I think the uh, hot topic that everybody wants to know and that we must ask you is, uh, and I don't know if you've been paying a lot of attention, but Albert Rusnak, what do you yeah. think about the situation <laughs> there? Uh, do you think we retain him? Um, what, what do you think happens with him? Uh, so I was pretty upset about it at first. Um. I don't know. I guess I hold captains to a higher level or a higher degree of like accountability and uh, expect more from them in this kind of stuff. But Albert's always been the guy who tries to force a better deal through some sort of shenanigans. Um, if I remember correctly, he like faked an injury for a game last time to get an extension. I don't know. Somebody, somebody's going to tell me I'm wrong about that, but um, I don't know. The Boca Juniors rumor is wild. I was talking to somebody today, um, this morning about it, and to quote them without quoting that person, uh, I think it's all posturing, and then they'll sign him to a TAM deal at RSL. Like, it just upsets me how it's going to happen. And frankly, I think we can do better. I know there are a lot of people who are attached to Albert and I don't know, give me a 23 year old with some experience that likes to play the 10, uh, you know, DP or Tam signing. I'd be happy with that. I just, I, the thing about Albert leaving on a free that would bother me is that it's on a free. I just don't, I don't think he makes the team, um, better enough to be upset about it. Yeah, doesn't do us any favors. No, it's like I mean, you know this dude. Like, I I've got when I get upset about Albert, I go and look at 
how many goals he scored and how many of them were penalty kicks. And then I get really upset. Uh, <laughs> Because he just doesn't contribute that much. After his first year, it's been downhill. And I would rather, like, play Demir more, right? Like, put Demir in the 10, and then let's fix the striker situation. I think Menendez could also play in the 10, and I know Pablo's thinking about that. So you slide Menendez into that rotation in the 10, and maybe we see some different looks based on Menendez in the 10. And you can play, like, a 4-1-4-1. Um and see you know but that require i don't know i i i think there are bigger problems on the team than albert to be clear um and i know we're working on solving those so if he goes i think we have solutions on the team i guess that's what i'm saying and then i'd look to a a mid-year transfer you know summer window bring somebody in that's young and aggressive and has experience in the 10 and then you figure out what to do with dommy so, Jake, last question, uh, and I'll give you you've your time back. Like, you've said that like five times now. I know, I man. This that. is the real I, last I, question. I want to say, I want to say, I really do enjoy talking soccer with you, though, Andy. It's it's nice. We should just have phone calls like this more often. <laughs> we will, we will. You you left the podcast because you didn't like the commute. That's the real reason. So we're doing it on the phone. Um, uh, that's not true, but yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're the owner, what is the first? course of action what what would jake simons do as an owner over real salt lake i know it's kind of vague but what would would be step number one for you um so i would i would hire someone to be chairman of the board who's my go-to and i would trust that person to do all of the hard things and I would then get really involved in the community. Um, open, you know, what do, we, what do we call them? Like round tables or town halls. Uh, as many of them as I can possibly do. I would identify key like movers and shakers in the community and try and get them more involved. Um, I'd go on local podcasts I'd go like, I feel like as an owner, your job is media, right? Like your job should be evangelizing and promoting the club that you just bought as much as humanly possible. And then again, like hire the right people and trust them to do their job. And, um, I mean, I do happen to know that there is a, a chairman of the board that is coming in, um, who is not Blitzer or Ryan, who will be the point person for the ownership groups. And then you're going to start seeing town halls in the next couple of weeks. Like I, I think they're doing it right. They're doing uh, what I would love to do one day when I own a soccer team. Just kidding. There it is. Jake, uh, did you just, did you just suddenly like subtly just drop a hint at that? There will be a chairman of the board appointed and you kind of know who it is. Well, I don't know about, I'm, I'm using the term chairman of the board, but the group, I believe the group has, someone who's going to be the point person for Real Salt Lake. And that, I mean, that's just effective business ownership, right? Like these people have day jobs. Ryan Smith even said it today. He's, he's got a day job. It's, yeah. it's not his job to like run the club. Cause they're going to let the people do their job. And the guy, I don't know who it is. Um, it's a gentleman who is kind of the point person for the ownership groups will uh, essentially have like a, a chairman of, of the board, position uh wherein they are the point person for the group 
Gotcha. I don't know what that means. I just know that that's how you, I mean, that's how you effectively run a business. Ryan yeah. and David, Ryan and David will have very little to do with day-to-day operations. Yeah. I, yeah. You could imagine. So yeah. cool, man. Well, thanks for uh, taking some time out of your uh, schedule. I know you're focusing on your family, uh, wife, kid, work. Uh, I know you've gone on to new work. Uh, so congrats on that, man. But uh, we would Thanks, love to man. have you back at any time to discuss soccer. And I think a lot of people out here uh, want to hear from you and uh, your perspective. Well, I am. it also happens that I'm in the witness protection program. So <laughs> good luck trying to find me. Um, that explains no, so I'm, much. I'm, I mean, I'll, we, I, I definitely... I know you want to do like a big long one, but I do want to say thanks to everybody for listening to the podcast for so many years. Like it was an absolute riot and, uh, just kind of turns out that at this phase of my life, I need to be spending time on other things. So we can go deeper into it. Like we did. It was so emotional, dude. Like I almost, I almost, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was pretty emotional. Some really good stuff. And then you ruined it. I'm just kidding. Yeah. yeah, Let's do that again soon. Yeah, our uh, our device has failed. So, yeah, we'll do another episode. Um, thanks, Jake, so much, man. Love you, dude. Um, uh, we will have you on soon, and thanks so much for uh, giving us your input, dude. Yeah, buddy. Yep, see ya. Bye. See ya. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, Award-winning innovation. Care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health. Caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great.